the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Take 10. We come to you once a week with a discussion of a mental health issue, an issue related to both caregiving and our daily lives. And we're delighted to have with us our co-host, Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist, an expert on caregiving as well, and Carol Zerniel, Executive Director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation, past chair of the Board of Directors of the National Council on Aging. Carol has a master's degree in social gerontology and over 30 years of experience in the field of aging or caregiving. So, Dr. Jamie, uh, this thought occurred to me when we uh, began talking today, uh, and, and it is this. What is anger? How does this affect us? And how do we manage and control anger? If we are out of control on occasion, if we simply let things fly off the handle, how do we get it back? Bottom line, what is anger? Okay, so this is going to be not a 10-minute session, but why doesn't your listener get ready for two hours? No, I'm only kidding. Take one twenty. <laughs> Anger is kind of like using the word fine. When I'm in a clinical group and I go around, somebody's emotional, they're feeling sad, they're feeling disappointed. There'll always be one person that says, I'm feeling fine. And I'll look at them and they'll say, fine? And I'll clean it up, of course. And I'll say, you mean freaked out, insecure, a neurotic, and emotional? And they go, yeah. I said, uh, you know, there is no real fine there. Okay, there's something else under the fine. Well, anger is the same way. Okay, anger is this sort of, Stay away from me. Outward emotions is out of control, sort of. Don't come near the where I'm really at, my hurt place, my disappointed place, the place where I, I can't count on place. Let me just yell and scream. So anger is no different than fine. Anger is not an emotion unto itself, Ron. It literally is sort of that force field around an emotion so we don't have to get there. So it's you, like a defense mechanism, right? So we get It's angry. totally that. Totally that. And and not to wait, Carol always brings up the best point here. It's a defense mechanism for many people, Carol. It really is. It helps keep people away, right? Anger turned outward. Just so you know, let me give you the continuum. At the end game of anger is homicide. At the end game, if you go to the left, if it's a continuum, it's suicide. So anger turned inward is depression. Anger turned outward is to severe anger, it's beating somebody up, it's it's anything you want it to be that, that on that continuum. But to your point, anger is is a normal thing. Being angry is not a, a abnormal thing. Two people can be angry and they can work through it if they have empathy and accountability. However, anger when associated with a personality disorder, now that's a whole nother ballgame. So there are different types of manifestations of anger, but you're right. It's a defense mechanism for most. And is anger something someone else can trigger in you or you can trigger in yourself? 
Absolutely, Ron. Anger is always that trigger acute issue. When I work with uh, patients, whether they're in recovery for addictions or co-addictions or for anything, trauma, we try to have them avoid the minefield of anger, that intense emotional state that results in, well, I'll say, combat, destruction. And there are things in our past, their mom and their dad or betrayals or, or things in jobs that are cues and triggers, right? So anger can be triggered up like a landmine can trigger us up. That's why we have to be in touch, A, with our, our cues and triggers, and also why we need to be taking care of our emotional health. Well, is anger, can it become like a habit um, mechanism? You know, I, as you know, it's been a tough year. And over the weekend, I was thinking, wow, I seem to respond with anger first a lot. I heard myself being angry, angry, and it's felt like that pretty much all year. So is that, do I, have I fallen into a bad habit of using that as my We do default to it, Carol. Um, We do default to anger. It's unfortunate. And what anger does, it works in our mind like a projection, like what you said, a projection, like a displacement. Anger, if we're, if we keep to that consistent anger, it allows us not to have to look at things inside of us, of what really making us anger or how accountable we are maybe in a situation that is creating this anger. What is the unresolved issues within us? So sometimes we default to the habit and use anger simply to get away from things. So we don't kind of have to look at ourselves. That's the beauty of why I think therapy is so important and having somebody reflect back to you really where this anger is coming from. And when someone says, Jamie, you make me so mad. Do they yeah. make you mad or no, do I make, make me mad? Nobody can make somebody look uh, be mad. Nobody can. We put ourselves in positions with people and understand that we probably know that person. We know that person all too well. And they're not going to change. That's the point we have to always understand in our minds that we're dealing with people we can't change. Grant me the serenity, accept the things I can't change. But what we can do is deal with the response to change, to that person. We're not going to change that person. Every time we say somebody else is making us angry, nah, no, no, the hurricane is making me angry. No, yeah, COVID is making me angry. All those things are things we cannot control. So as soon as we start blaming it on somebody else, you're 100% right. We probably should look in the mirror. You just joined us. You're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zernel and Dr. Jamie Heisman. We're talking about anger, the root of anger. And anger can be on a, uh, uh, a mini phase between you and me. It can be a national issue. Countries get angry. Do they not? They do. And, and this goes to the book I'm writing, which is all about the neurological system. And I think Carol is really pointing out something to us, why we choose this as a habit, because anger is really related to the fight, flight, or freeze response of our, I say, our sympathetic nervous system. Okay, we get prepared to fight when our, our biology, when we're feeling discomfort. And so instead of really, you know, looking inside or not jumping to that, and there's ways through neuroplasticity that we can take care of our own brain. You don't have to be into a habit. We just jump too easily, too frequently into it. Um, it is part of a brain response. It's also part of our way we were raised as a child. So we'll continue to be angry or recreate the drama and trauma of childhood until we look at it and intervene on it. I can never remember my parents getting angry, either on their yeah. own or with themselves. Ever, ever remember that. And yet I assume... They were married 65 years. They had to occasionally get angry. 
Yes, let's face it. Our mind can do anything, and a child's mind can better than anybody. Usually, a child is a prisoner of war, if you will. Um, anger can be shown in a lot of ways that you may not have noticed as a child. It could be done through the silent treatment. Your your mom or your dad could have retreated, never talked, and the other person was a, some, a different sort of way. Um, somebody could play possum. We call that the freeze response, where the other person plays possum, so the other person thinks they're dead and they won't kill them. So anger doesn't have to manifest itself in the screaming. It does often, and it does make children's lives miserable, but children can pick up on other things that are not necessarily that, and which is also anger. Is there healthy anger? Oh, I think anger, if it ha- happens between two people that have empathy and accountability, anger is natural. I'm not going to call it healthy, but I do think it's healthy. Yeah, I think it's healthy to express anger if you're angry, but you're going to have somebody supportive. Then you're going to go look at it yourself. Then you're going to have grow from the learning experience as a couple. And that's where I think anger can literally help us. There are though 8% of the population, you've heard me say this, American Psych Association personality disorders, where they can never get to that place. And anger is used to keep everybody away. And for those people, just get the heck out. You have no empathy, no accountability. I don't need you in my life. Well, then going back to the question Ron asked at the beginning, then what do we do about it? If we're in the anger rut, that's our go-to defense mechanism. What do we do differently? Then it's a gift, Carol. You know, remember we used to talk about how stress is a gift. It's a gift before burnout. It's a gift before to have vicarious traumatization. Anger is normal. It really is. It's a gift. And it could tell us that inside we're not so happy. We're a little sad, maybe anxious. It is a time that we go seek out safety and co-regulation, be it it through a therapist, be it through really friends that we love and adore who have our back, who we know has it, through a support group. But anger at that point, Carol, we cannot continue to do the same same thing. Let's face it, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We need to emotionally regulate. Anger tells us to do that, or we need to be around healthy people, and anger is telling us to get with them. And with therapy, you can get that help. Oh, you can. The anger is a great gift there. And, and I think you get angry as your therapist. I think that's a good place to try things out, do the rage and aggression with him or her, and then you can learn about it better. Bingo. Dr. Jamie, thank you. Carol Zernial, thank you. I'm Ron Aaron. We will talk with you again soon right here on Take 10. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.